Volliers, what's up? What's up, what's up, what's up? Hey, what's up, Volliers? Okay, Paso. Como esta? How you doing? Hey, girl. <laughs> oh, what's up, girl? That was How offensive. Do you... <laughs> How do you say what's up in, in French? You should know this. Sub, girl. Sabi. Sabi. It's just no, girl. Sava. Siva? Is is Siva? Is it como Siva? Is Siva? That's how are you? Siva? Someone help with help us with. Wait, French. that's like are you okay? Como Siva? No, like Siva. It's okay. Are you okay? Oh, uh, okay. I don't know what what's up is. It's a fact check. Somebody help us. I know they say wish a lot. Wish. 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 Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you wish. 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 Wash. Wish. Wishy washy. Like way, but wish. Oh, I see. Like we. Oh. We. Wish. <laughs> <laughs> Well, perfect. Well, welcome, welcome to the non-French version of the Volleys of History. C. This is Ryan. This is Jared, and this is episode 14. 14, episode 14, season 2, episode 2. Yeah, it depends how you're doing your math. If you're doing your math in seasons, which is base 12, <laughs> this would be episode 1-2. Yeah. Right? 1-1-2? One, one, I think just one two because it's oh, base man. twelve. Twelve plus two, one two. We are we are grouping our our episodes in dozens. So we had the first dozen. This is the the second of the second dozen. So we are one more than a baker's dozen of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> man, we're confusing. <laughs> this is as much math as I can wrap my head around. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That's a lot of math. But we're happy you're here. Thanks for listening. We um, are. We're coming to you from Page, Arizona. Uh huh. The. Uh, I think we said it. I don't know. It must have been the first or second episode, but what, I, it was your line. It was like, the last great place in the Southwest or something like that. The last best place. There it is. Yep. In the Southwest. I don't know if I said in the Southwest, but it is the last best place. It's a great spot. You know, I was just driving home from work today, and I was looking out at Lake Powell and driving over the dam, yeah. looking down to the canyon, and then just knowing, like, man, we have a little city here, and there is nothing for... Nothing. Really for... Well, there's one other town about the same size, 60 miles away. But besides from that, you know, like 120 miles, yep. you could draw a circle around, and there's just nothing. And it's just, yeah, it's like, I think people have said one of the, in the contiguous United States, continuous United States? Contiguous. Contiguous. Yeah. Cantigatus, really. Mm-hmm. Um, other than Alaska, um, the part north of Lake Powell, Yeah. people say is like the most unexplored part of America. It was the last place to be mapped in the contiguous. Yeah. 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 The, like the Grand Staircase. Yep. That whole area was the last place to be mapped. And it is. Which is pretty wild. It's wild it. up there too, man. There's yeah. some insane things to see there. Mm-hmm. And even the tourists, we get a lot of tourists, obviously, if you don't mm-hmm. know that about Paige. Millions. Um, and it's millions. only increasing. Millions <laughs> and millions of people. <laughs> but yeah, we're, it's only increasing too. And you know, even those people that come here and see Horseshoe Bend and the yeah. dam and like how they really don't get up to Grand Staircase. No. Yeah, there's so many ways to just go outside and just be totally out there by yourself. It's, it's pretty special. I love that. Yeah. You know, even, even if you're not in it all the time, like, you know, I'm not out in it every week or yeah. anything, but just knowing it's there, yeah. I think is something a lot of people don't have now. No. You know? Just like the ability to get away from it all. Right. I like to drive, you yeah. know, because like we could drive, I could drive for 20 minutes and not see a soul for days. Oh, yeah. Easy. Sure. 20 minutes. Makes it really Guaranteed. easy to bury a dead body. It does. So, it's out there. <laughs> that has never happened. Have you, for us? Well, well I mean, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but I mean, you think about it, like, that's, 
that's what you feel. I mean, that's not what you feel when you're out there, but like you're thinking about that. That's how remote you are. Yeah, it's when remote. you're exploring some of the places where we live. Yeah, you you could leave from town on a hike and no one would find you for days. Yeah, <laughs> and there is something like incredibly scary about that, but man, it's also so special because, like you said, there's not very many places in the world that no. I mean, there are in the world, I guess, but not in the U.S. for sure. Yeah, not many. Yeah, yeah. so it's pretty so. special. So, yeah, we're happy to be here. We are outside. As always, we are outside. You can see my breath. I oh, think yeah. we're probably in the mid-30s. Yeah. We've been hovering around 35 yeah. to 30 it's for the last not few as, episodes. So. Not as cold as last time, but, I mean, yeah. I'm wearing four layers Yeah, on the top. I definitely don't feel as cold as last couple episodes, though. No, I feel less... Um, less cold yeah on the inside and on the outside yeah the Coors Light helps give that extra little blanket yeah doesn't it sponsorship opportunity right we're there. waiting for it man we'd freak out we're waiting <laughs> whichever light beer wants to sponsor us I pledge to drink that oh beer. for sure forever yeah, every <laughs> podcast for the rest of my life oh man for sure I got a Coors Light right here but if there's money <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'll drink Michelob for money <laughs> don't tempt me with a good time never actually even tried Michelob Man, that's like if you're at a party, like somebody brings Michelob Ultra. It's just like, oh gosh, where are you from? Someone worked out today, (laughs) (laughs) and he's definitely gonna tell you about it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man, we kind of we kind of worked out before this. We did. We had another pre volley volley. Yeah, pre volley volley. Went out to the courts. Um, Beautiful day. It was was nice. The last few days have been super foggy, which has been really cool at the lake. Oh boy, that's a comment. Yeah. But it's I was going to ask a, you how it looked. Oh, man. Because you were out there early, I'm It was sure. wild. Yeah. I mean, just this thick fog, like, right mm-hmm. on top of the lake. And you could see some, like, the rocks and the monuments around the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just otherworldly. Yeah. But in the last two days, you know, that fog's there in the morning. It's kind of dark, mysterious. And then by, you know, 2 o'clock, it's just beautiful yeah. sunshine. Yeah. So that's what we got. We were playing tennis. Mm-hmm. And we that had a so much, much more competitive match. Yeah. We, uh, we've only done this. In season two, had a pre volley volley, yeah. but yeah, we were out there on the tennis courts whacking the ball around, and yeah, last time I won pretty pretty handily. You did; it was six one. But this to, time, yeah, today was close. You know, I was down. I was thinking about this. I was yeah. telling Lauren, I was down four <laughs> one. Yeah, that one point. Then I battled back, and I was ahead six five. I was ahead six five. Yeah, you were. I was one game away from the win. Then Ryan tied it up six six, so we had to play a tie break, and Ryan won in the tie break. Nine seven. Yeah, and things Ugh. were things were breaking on both sides of the courts. There, it was a doozy. Ryan threw his racket. I did. I I, I wouldn't. Say, I've. Let you me tell okay, you. Yeah, you tossed. Let me. Racket. Thank you. I was gonna say. Let me tell you about the times that I've thrown a racket. You today. Tossed I it. tossed a racket. You did. I've had that racket for a long time, so she yeah. gets tossed around every once in a while. Man, I thought I had it though. I was getting. I had some momentum. I made a good comeback, but yeah. Boy, that volley just slipped away. Yeah, and it's two zero in the. Uh, Pre volley volley count. It is two zero in twenty twenty. Yeah, You're right. So yeah, we'll look forward to it next time. But yeah, I mean, we talked about it last episode. Actually, we're gonna do a, another question of the cast today. But yeah. our last question of the cast was wait, I don't know. Maybe was it was it a question of the cast? Yeah, it was the hardest sport was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you asked me. That's right. I see that. And I said tennis. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll talk about it again. But like, man, tennis is a tough sport. Yeah. And I was kind of reminded of some of the other tough sports out there. One that I didn't think of, and I actually played the other day, one of my sports that I love a ton right now is golf. Golf Golf. is so hard. Oh my god. (laughs) And a lot of people wouldn't say, yeah, but just like, but I mean the fine tunement 
of a body motion. Like, man, your body motion has to be perfect to strike yeah. a golf ball how you want to. That's so I had to mildly physical, but that is valid. Yeah, it's just I mean, I think it. it's like a, I think golf in like pool. Someone's like really good at playing pool. Mm-hmm. You know, just one of those ultra calculated sports. Yeah, for just sure. super calculated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but so speaking of question, the yeah, cast, let's do our question of the cast. Well, we got to mention, um, yeah, a special somebody. Special. So we had another um, Patreon come on board, um, very generous one. Yeah, that's you. Um, and that is Laura Veers, who happens to be my lovely older sister. Oh, what a gem! Laura, she's we a love gem. You. She's great. She's yeah. she's a social worker. Yep. And she, I don't even know how to what her job title is, but she like runs social work program for like all of the front range of Colorado. So. Yeah. She's um she's doing really good. And yeah. She's just an awesome, loving sister. Always buys me good gifts because my parents never buy good gifts. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But I love her. <laughs> That's fair. She's awesome. She's got a great dog named Nova. She had a great dog named Boss who passed away, but yeah. Nova's good. She's yeah. good. <laughs> and she not only does she work super hard, but she goes far to work. Yeah. Oh, she doesn't she anymore. Moves. Oh, she, she doesn't. No, now she oh, has an good. office in Loveland, but she um, works from home a lot. That's good. Yeah. Well, I thought that's got... when she was listening to the podcast. Good for her. She's not even making the commute yeah, just to Loveland. You know, good. so fifteen okay. minutes. But okay. yeah. But Laura, thank you so much, and you're a great sister. Um, I look up to you a lot. Okay. And we're gonna do your question of the cast. Yes. So Laura sent us a great email about some feedbacks and suggestions. Um, she also gave us some story ideas. Yes. So our Patreon supporters, depending on. Where you're at on the Patreon. Yep. You can do anything as quietly contribute. We won't shout you out, which is fine. We appreciate the support. Mm-hmm. But just a, a small donation here and there. Um, but as they increase, you get to contribute more and more to the story process of the show. Right. So they get to put submissions into the story bowl. Story bowl. And once a season... Yes. We will pick from the story bowl um, a story that one of us will tell. I would say like once each per season. Yeah, once each per season. I That's, yeah. fair. that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a couple of seasons. But. And that first story bowl picking is going to come next episode. And, and now we're going to we're gonna do it next episode. So <laughs> tune in. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> next episode, we will be doing the story bowl drawing. It's going to be great. Um, so, Patreons, if you're listening, please send us some story ideas, because right now, my sister has a 100% chance of her yep. story being picked. But we're going to get some. We already have the Patreons. We appreciate it. Those of we you do. guys, you know who you are. Yep. And uh, we're excited for more. Some submissions, yeah. As we can continue to grow like a young baby yes, podcast. a young toddler. Almost okay. on our feet. Okay. So, question of the cast? Question of the cast. All right. Do you want to say it? I'll say it. You say it. And this is going both ways. So I'm going to ask you, and then I'm going to answer the same question. So the question of the cast, if you could go back in time to any event in history, any historical time, excluding times in your lifetime, so it has to be before you are born, um, where would you go to? What would you want to see and why? And that's courtesy of my sister. Such a wise... That's a that's big a question. Deep, I have, like, so many thoughts. Yeah. I don't know. Do you want to go first? Do you have one? No, you got to go first. Okay. Oh, man. I'm trying to, like, narrow it down to my favorite time period, and I feel like that might help me. It would be... Man, and, like, 
I'm not a hugely religious person, but like going back to when Jesus Christ was alive had to have been like, that was one of the most defining moments in human history. And then changed the world. Oh yeah, for sure. And like in a very short period of time, the whole world changed and we still are, those changes are still here. Absolutely. And like it, it, it has absolutely shaped, it shaped modern Europe. Mm -hmm. It shaped much of the Middle East. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, and then, the reason also why I say that, too, is because that's when Rome was, like, really flourishing. Yeah. Or, like, I guess in during the time that they were flourishing. So it'd be cool to, you know, be in the Middle East, kind of see what, see Jesus' impact, just kind of observe that, and then Absolutely. also be able to pop over to Rome and be like, yo, what's up? What are you guys doing over here? <laughs> right. <laughs> so. That's great. That's yeah. good. That's my answer. Cool. I feel like I um, have, I could tell you five, seven, yeah. ten more, but. Well, that's, I mean, honestly, that was one that I was thinking of was, yeah, just to be around when Jesus Christ was around. That would just be, just to observe the, just what, the radical stuff that was happening and the changes in the world. But since you said that, I'll say something different. Um, One that I've always, one, one thing that's always stuck out to me is watching, is to be around when Jackie Robinson made it into the big leagues. Yeah. Um. Uh, altered sports. That was, I did a yeah, yeah I did a project on that in middle school and just to see like uh, he wasn't the first African American but see an African American who not only was one of the first African Americans I think like the second right to yeah. come and play Major League Baseball but also literally the best baseball player um, all around to ever hit the scene mm-hmm. um, and just to see the ripples of that created yeah. and to be a part of that community of like holy cow. Like, the hell with Jackie Robinson. Yeah. He's African-American to the people. Like, the fans getting won over by just his stellar athleticism. Yeah. And, um, I think that'd be cool. Because, you know, we yeah. see you, you see good athletes all the time. Mm-hmm. But it'd be, you know, nowadays it'd be, like, a great, like, the best basketball player to ever play in the NBA, you know, is, like, an alien or, mm-hmm. like, a, a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> it just be, it, okay, <laughs> Yeah, well, for sure, oh, yeah. Geez, that, that came out so bad. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what I meant. Of course not. But you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Just total groundbreaking someone, you know, someone who shouldn't be there, so to speak. Yeah. No, well, that's a thing. Wow. No, exactly. I put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> no, <God>. you're <laughs> That was offensive. I should have said um, a, a ostrich. It could be. That's the point, though. It could be anything. And yeah. that's why, like, what Jackie Robinson did was break ground and, like, clear the way for anybody that's different to make a, a, to make a note in... Not only sports, but just like popular culture, society in general. Oh, big time. Just like yeah. because of their, it, they weren't looked at based on their skin color or yeah. whatever the hell they were. Doesn't matter, even if they were a monkey or an ostrich. Right. It doesn't matter what they were. It, it came down to what's your skill? What yeah. can you do with this? And you know, like you see girls in football sometimes. Like sometimes there's going to be a girl eventually who's not just playing kicker because of skill. And, like, that happens, and everybody always does their oohs and ahs, like, the girl playing football. Like, it's... Right. There was a CU kicker that was a girl. Yeah. And... I remember that. It's... it's gonna, There's going to be a point where women, like, I in the NFL, there's already a coach, the first woman coach in the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's happening in two weeks. That's right. Yeah, yeah. but, like, that, that's what Jackie Robinson did, was he broke... Yeah, just kind of, like, broke paved the boundaries. Paved for that. Yeah. yeah and I feel absolutely. like... Yeah, the next one for uh, in sports for us is going to have to be... Um, females because yeah. you know the lgbtq thing has already come up mm-hmm. plenty of times and hiv what have you yeah so yeah cool great answer yeah that was good well we appreciate the support everybody yeah. 
with any way we can get it. So, um, and I think you're up first this week, right? Yeah, it's my turn. Sweet. And uh, we'll remind you that none of this is touched. No, untouched. Just Mm-mm. raw. We've had one pause in our whole season. That was because your dog ran away. Yeah, the dog escaped. Yeah, I don't even have that dog anymore. It's just gone. <laughs> Straight gone. <laughs> that was my friends. But the dog has been returned. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was the only time we paused. And last week, my phone died, which is what we are currently oh, recording on. Yeah, so, we so were... our outro was recorded on the inside. Yep, on the inside. <laughs> on the but inside. we're always on the outside. Kicking we're on the it, outside. Bringing you your little taste of history and your little taste of comedy. And a lot of love. Mucho love. All right, Volliers, so you better settle up, get comfortable, because Ryan's coming at you. Here we go. What pop 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 Episode 14. Episode 14, season 2, episode 2. Yo, we here, we're chilling. Yeah, suck, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Zero, zero. Love all. Love, love, love. Service. (laughs) I feel like, I was actually going to say this earlier. I feel like people don't like tennis because the scoring is so goddamn confusing. Yeah. It's like, love, deuce, add in. Yeah, like, sometimes there's words and sometimes let, there's numbers. Let one, let two. Exactly. False. Yeah. Long. Short. Well, and then it goes 15, 30, 40. Yeah. Who in the world? That's a volley, a story right there. What, what idiot didn't do 45? You that know, doesn't make any sense. The French, you know, I mean, they have some... They have some issues, and I think counting <laughs> is one of them, you know. The counting sorry. <laughs> so here's what I think happened. Okay, he me. was counting. He was like, how should I score tennis? He looks down at his hands. He looks at his toes. He says, one, two, three, four. Oh, 15. Okay. And then he says, wait, I need to get more than 15. So he has his friend come over. He's like, oh, I can make another one of those. 15 wait, 15 was this the 30. person who only had three limbs? <laughs> no. He has, he has 10 fingers and 10 toes. That's 20. Yeah, okay, bear oh, with me. Okay. So him and his friend were there. He's like, 30. Okay, what should the next scoring be? And they didn't have another friend there, so they just used all of them, which is 40. <laughs> okay. And then after that, they were just like, I can't count past 40. <laughs> so we'll just say tie or duh. Duh. Deuce. Douche. And then they couldn't, so they couldn't count past 40 because there's only two dudes trying to make this scoring thing happen. Fair enough. I guess yeah. that makes sense. It does. It makes perfect sense. So there's the story. See you guys later. <laughs> Fact check. <laughs> okay, that's a massive fact check. We'll be back. We'll be back to the tennis thing. We're gonna go a lot of other directions. It's my turn <laughs> first. And uh, me and Jared went rappelling the other day. It was actually really great. We had a great time. Yeah, it was a great rapple. Just rappling down, just kind of like skirting down some rocks. Yep. And you I know, said, I always like, I, I like to like, I always like joke when I'm rappelling down a canyon, like, oh, nice rapple. We're like, let's go for a rapple. Was a rapple? But. There's no way to, like, convey that in social media, like, a rapple. Because, like, people... Spell the exact same as rappel. Rappel is hard to spell as it is. I was just going to say that. So people don't really know, like, you know, if they see rapple, they just think it says rappel. (laughs) And they don't get the joke. it totally loses comedic effect. It's a a real big bummer. It's a bummer. You want to say that, because you're probably in the canyon, like, rapple, rapple. Yeah, like, sick rapple, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we did have a sick rapple, and I asked Jared... Yeah. Out of the out of the rapple, I said I'm thinking about doing a more current event yeah. type thing, which we haven't really done. I, I'm not going to say it's controversial because it's really not. We're both on the same side here, but there is some controversy surrounding this issue. Oh boy, and this topic is it about rappling? It's not at okay. all. <laughs> Does it have to do with ropes? It doesn't. And let me 
Oh, so the only thing that has to do with rappling is that we were rappling when you mentioned it. When I you. mentioned it to you, yeah. And I just yeah. wanted to bring it up because we had a good time. That was. That, that was, was a lot fun. of fun. Yeah, I, for sure. yeah we got to do that again. For sure. I like take, taking people rappling down canyons. Just rappling down some racks. Yeah. It's always a good time. But what I want to talk about has to do with Jaina. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to talk about Jaina. So. Are you ready? You don't know if you're ready. Let me tell you. You're ready to talk about China. <laughs> We're going to talk about We're China. We're talking about China? But. Man. That's too broad. Okay. And, like, I don't want to talk about China. I want to talk about Chinese. Hong Kong. Oh, Hong Kong. We're going to talk about Hong Kong. I thought you were going to say Chinese food. No. Okay. So, <laughs> sounds, Hong Kong. I miss Chinese food. I miss yeah, Chinese food. Me too. Man, let me shout out. We had a place called Buck 50 Scoop. Oh, in Greeley, Colorado, yeah. they charged you a dollar fifty for basically a pound of meat, <laughs> and then if you wanted another scoop of rice, it was three bucks. I know. I would walk. I would go there, and I'd spend. I'd bring a five dollar bill, and I'd have orange chicken and sesame chicken for oh, a week. Oh, easily. Yeah. Lunch, dinner, for sure. Lunch and dinner. Right. I'm not oh even, God, good food. I don't know like what the meat was. Like that was definitely one of cats. Uh, it had to be for sure. Cat. For sure. For sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, we've derailed quite a bit. <laughs> I have quite a bit on this. Okay. All right, so All right. Like, let me—I preface it a decent amount. Little current eventy. We're gonna get there at the end. So let me tell you quickly. We'll kind of go through it. Okay. The history of Hong Kong. All right. And the history leads up to the understanding of what's going on in Hong Kong currently. Okay. And I feel like a lot of people know that there's protests going on there. But if you understand the history of Hong Kong, you will understand why there's protests. So wait, Hong Kong is not China, right? Hong Kong is like its own thing. Okay. Or is that so, Taiwan? Take a pause. We're going to talk about both of those places. Let's go back quite a bit, though. Ready? Okay. So we're going to go back to kind of where I left off last time. Marco Polo gets back from his trip. Listen to the last episode if you don't know what I'm talking about. Marco Polo gets back from his trip. And then about 100 years go by. Mm-hmm. Europe finally figures their crap out. They're like, okay, we're done with this castle, kingdom stuff. We want to explore. We want new territory. We're done fighting each other because we've been doing it for a 1,000 years. Yep. So Europe's like, it's time to go fight some other people and mess up some other people. So Europe, specifically England, goes on this tear of just colonization, exploring the new world, blah, blah, blah. We know the outcome. America, right. etc. Eventually... They get to this place called Hong Kong, and they acquire this place. We're going to talk about how. But ultimately, they mess it up, just like Britain and most of Europe have messed up just the about the entire world. The Middle East is a great example. Yeah. Um, Africa is an incredible example. And, right. And other things. We know the history. Okay? So, let's see. Where am I at here? Kind of taking a look at my notes. I, I Like I said, we I told you this before we recorded. We can go a lot of different directions with this. There's a lot to talk about. But like All I right. said, I want to quickly go through. Yeah, I just need to get my, get my feelers so, set. Um, the late 1600s, we're gonna, like I said, we're back a little bit. The late 1600s, Britain is expanding. They encounter the Chinese, and they start trading with them. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chinese have something that the British start to really, really, really like, and that's tea. Oh, I thought it was gunpowder. No. Okay. But that, I guess that's part of it too. They're, they're trading, but that's the thing, like we talked about with Marco Polo, is they're trading, they're acquiring these resources from Asia that, I mean, uh, that was very sought after. Right. Silk, porcelain, 
And then the big thing is tea. You know, tea. Tea, it's tea time. Oh, it's tea. Time to sit down with your crumpets and have some tea. Have some tea. That's, it started in the 1600s. Okay. So Britain starts trading and getting this tea. The Chinese Empire at the time, after the fall of the Mongols, I'm getting very historical, but it ties back to what I was talking about last time. The Mongol Empire fell, and then there was a lot of, like, little countries going on in China, but eventually they kind of bring it together. The Jing Dynasty yes, basically lasts for 300 years. A long time. And they, yeah. basic, they basically fall when communist China rises, and right. we'll get to that. Um, but anyway, the, the Jing Dynasty basically tells Britain, if you want this tea, the only thing we want is your silver. So Britain is like, okay, we'll give you all silver. Here you go. <laughs> No you want problem. it in balls of coins. We'll give you either one. So they give it to them, and the Chinese are making their, their silver. It's good. The British are getting their tea. Perfect. Eventually, they run, Britain runs out of silver. So they're like, crap, we need to figure out a way to give China the silver that they want so we can get the tea. So what they do is they start selling, bah, do you know? Gold. No. Lead. Worse, like a drug. Opium. They start selling opium. No, that's how the Chinese and the opium problem... This is exactly how it started. No So, way. the what? British run out of silver. They're like, crap, we don't have any more silver. What are we going to give these Chinese people? So, what they do, and they do it in the most messed up way, the classic colonization way, they sell opium to the Chinese people, get back silver, and then give that silver to the Jing Dynasty... To get tea. Oh, so I see. So you can't buy something because you need money. So you sell somebody else drugs. You get money to buy the thing you want. Exactly. And they wow. they do it in the most messed up way possible. Not only are they basically stealing Chinese silver to give it back to them, but they're making tea. Thousands of Chinese people addicted. And to that's the that's the worst thing is they make thousands of people addicted to it. Is that 100%. still a thing? Are, are a lot of is opium still a problem? I mean, opioids are an incredible oh. problem, yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. And they're the most, like, addicting substance right. known Isn't to like man. Isn't like morphine? Yeah, it's painkillers, basically. Yeah. And they kill more people. They And since we've started recording this podcast, they've killed thousands, like a thousand people. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's, it's like, I think it's 50 every couple seconds or something like that. It's really incredible. Holy cow. It's probably one of the biggest problems in the country right now is the opioid crisis. Yeah. That's an incredibly different thing. Which reminds me, I do want to shout out. I've talked about these people quite a bit. Vox, um, Vox has a great series called Borders. Mm-hmm. And the root of this story is basically a border. And we're going to get to that eventually. But like, um, Johnny Harris, and I know I did, I talked about him in a previous episode that I did on Time and Trains. But like, he's just an incredible producer and he makes these videos. And yeah. most of this information that I got is from when he was in Hong Kong. Okay. All right. Okay. But like I said, we're zooming back. Um, so anyway, China start catches on. China starts catching on to what's what Britain's doing. They're like, "Hey, you're addicting our people to opium while getting our silver and then giving it back to us to get tea." They yeah. basically start a war. Um, two wars. They last a really long time. Each one is a good chunk of time. Um, China. There's little rebellions going on in China, so they're not able to commit their full strength to what's going on with Britain. But eventually, they settle on a peace treaty. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote down the date. Hold on. I didn't write down the date. I don't remember exactly when the war ended. All right. But we can do some math, actually. Um, so, basically, part of the peace treaty was that Britain would gain control of a territory 
in the South China Sea off the coast. It's a rocky section uh, of land. And this is Hong Kong. And this is Hong Kong. Okay. Barely inhabited at the time, but that's part of the peace treaty that China and Britain come up with after the Opium Wars. So Hong Kong's an island. I didn't realize that. It's, I mean, it's like barely connected. It's like right on the coast. Yeah. It's a collection of islands. There's part of the city that you have to access by ferry. Okay. So they come back and forth. But yeah, it's right there by the by the sea. <clears throat> How big is it? How big of an area is Hong Kong? I don't... I mean, give it like... If you 500 know, square fine. miles, maybe? Okay. About 25 by 25, maybe? But dense now. But very, very dense. Yeah, very dense for sure. Yeah. But that was my best... That was my best ballpark. Um, so anyway, they... As part of this peace treaty, China gives Britain basically a colony, which at this time in the mid-1800s, that's where we're at, mid-1800s, 19th yeah. century, um, obviously Britain's everywhere, the British Empire. Mm-hmm. They're in India. They completely mess that up in so many ways. India, Pakistan, it's because of the British. Mm-hmm. You know, places like um, the Caribbean, Africa, all over the place. Yeah. But they have a colony in this part of China, which is really important to them because they like this tea. Um, and they, they basically start this colony, mm-hmm. okay, in, in, in what is present-day Hong Kong. But the agreement between the Chinese and the British was that the British would have Hong Kong as part of a British colony for 99 years. It was Whoa. written in the treaty. Okay. Yeah. I'm starting to kind of put some... You're putting some pieces things together. Things together, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad. I, I feel like people probably are too, which is good. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, I'm, he- I'm hearing this for the first time just like them. So Yeah, yeah. so it's kind of interesting because this is also in the, the video that I talked about. Check it out on YouTube. Um, the person who wrote the contract, the British diplomat who wrote this peace treaty in the mid-1800s, said when asked about the 99 years thing, he said, 99 years to me was as good as forever. Wow. But obviously... There came a point where 99 years expired. Came up? Yeah. I mean, their contract is due, right? Yeah. So, so like, during this time, when during this 99 years, I'm assuming Hong Kong must be moving pretty quickly, like, economically and socially, because if it wasn't, the Chinese would have no interest in it, and they would just say, ah, screw it. You know, you can take Hong Kong, British. Yeah, right? exactly. They start to boom. Hong Kong does so well. They adopt all the... It's basically England. It's Britain. It's the British rule. Even today when you go there, they're on double-decker buses. They have little subways. Really? They uh-huh. have tea the way the British do, and then they also have tea the way the Chinese do. Like I said, well, we can get to that. I mean, it's it's Britain. The streets are named after British places. They play cricket. They okay. race horses. They play British games. So And culturally and and politically... They've grown up with democracy. These people have lived democracy? in a democracy. We'll but, get to it. But Britain is not... But, I mean, the basic concepts of free speech. Anti-communist. Okay, okay. gotcha. And so, we'll get to that. So, um, what year was this contract up? Do you have that date? So, yeah, we'll get there. So, that's where, as this continues, okay. 99 right, years, work. Hong Kong starts to do really well. It's, okay. it's a, I don't want to say like a hit place, but people go there to travel. It's a big like shopping place. It's it's Britain in the east. It's the West in the East. Right. Right. Okay, it's Europe in Asia, basically. Okay. I gotcha. So on in nineteen ninety seven, it was ninety nine years. This was in our lifetime. Yeah. This was twenty three years ago. I was five. 
Yeah, I was yeah, I was three, four, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have the exact date. Well, but I was four or five. I was four. Yeah. Ninety seven. Okay. The handover ceremony commences. And like I bet you people that weren't three and four probably remember this. Like our parents I know they know remember this. It was the ceremony that the handover of Hong Kong transpired. Yeah. The handover from the British rule of ninety nine years back to China. Uh-huh. And there was this obviously people are like, How is this gonna work? Oh, the people of Hong Kong. I mean, could you imagine the people of Hong Kong who yeah. lived this, you know, completely? Because at this time, you know, yeah. So let's talk about what China's going through right now. China's China's like full blown communism. Yep. And these people have been living in this little bubble of democracy and free speech and kind of do as you will. Absolutely. And then now they're being told, no, sorry, you belong to China now. Yep. Fo- follow their rules or else. Exactly. So that's exactly what China's going through right now. I think it was like. 1911 was the communist revolt in China. They overthrew the Jing dynasty and basically took over as this communist rule. Yeah. Um, as years went on, people that weren't communists started fighting back. And those people ended up being like, hey, we don't like this war. We don't like communism. We're going to go over to that island over there and call it Taiwan and make a country. Gotcha. That okay. is the history of Taiwan. So they Taiwan are the is... democratic Chinese people. Okay, so Taiwan is the people from China. Um, who? Okay, that makes sense. And, and I mean, and they escaped. Tai... They but, escaped, basically. But Taiwan China. is its own country. Oh, yeah. A very yeah. well-off country. They're doing exceptionally yeah, well Yeah, because I, I knew I worked with some people from Taiwan. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they were very much democratic people. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. Whole... So... Other than the Taiwan, Taiwanese, Hong Kong in 1997 has been democratized and Western, if you will, like you said before, for this whole time. Uh And then there's this point where they're handed back to the Chinese. And the Chinese basically end up saying, we're going to give you guys 50 years to transition. Uh Because, like you said, and if people don't know, incredibly different cultures, ways of living, social structure, political structure, right. all kinds of things. Yeah. So like, they give it this, like, 50-year transition time. Do, do you know who was in charge of Hong Kong at the time of that um, contract being up, at the end of the 99 years? Do you know that? So Britain was it before, and then it went over to China. When you, is that what you mean? I mean, was there, like, a, a, a person appointed in Hong Kong who was, like, the... Um, ambassador or that no i don't know that's a that's a deep fact check right there but yeah i mean that person is like incredibly important but like the british royalty like there's videos of i don't remember which prince i get all the princes messed up but the british like royalty like the prince was there giving like this famous speech margaret margaret thatcher is the one who basically ended up saying after this hell happened in 1997 margaret thatcher famous british politician she basically says we want these people to be able to retain their rights that they've had for almost 100 years. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion. Um, and they, they, she communicated to the Chinese that she wanted them to be able to have that. And then the Chinese are like, okay, like, we'll let them have this transition time. Right. Okay? Okay. So, and then, like I said, I have a lot on this, man. So, in, I think it was 19, right after the transition period was done, mm-hmm. or maybe like right before, but right around the 1997 mark. Hong Kong would would have contributed or would have been like a quarter of the GDP of the entire country of China. What? So obviously, like they're doing well. A this quarter? is in the early nineties. Holy 20, cow! Twenty seven percent. 
Hong Kong, this very small island off the shore spot, is contributing more than a quarter of the GDP of the whole country in Whoa. the early 90s. Yeah. But then, what happens to China, Jared? Um, I don't know. I mean, communism? Like, what, what do you mean? What they start, I mean, the like, China has boomed in the last 20 years. Yeah. Oh. Incredibly so. Right. Okay. That yeah. was just in the early 90s? Yeah. That's how recent it is. Within our lifetime. That was Hong, just in the early 90s? Yeah. Hong Kong, or Hong Kong went from contributing 20, 27% of the GDP to 3%. Whoa. 3%. So originally, the Chinese saw Hong Kong as a way to as a way of like capital, yeah, and making money. But like we all, I mean, we all know that China has boomed a ton. Places like Beijing have expanded incredibly. Um, Genzhou is incredible. Like just they're booming. They're obviously China's growing a ton. Yeah, and they ended up building this city called Shenzhen, which is one of the biggest cities in China. Yeah, they ended up building this city right outside of the border of Hong Kong. Right. And Shenzhen is now a 10 million people city. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the most profitable cities in China. Mm-hmm. And it's right outside of Hong Kong. Yeah. Knocking at your back door, huh? Exactly. Right yeah. there. So that's kind of where it's all shaken out. So now, just kind of getting back to the current issues of it, you have these people, and there have been protests like this for a long time, since like 2014, people yeah. have been protesting this Chinese government. What you have now is this awkward, unorthodox transition of, like, which government are we? Mm-hmm. Who are we? And you have one side that's, like, they're holding on to the democracy that they have. They're right. holding on to the freedom that they have. These people, these people that have grown up and lived in the society that's Western and has freedom of speech uh-huh. and free education. Or not free education, but, like, not controlled education. Right. And then you have the Chinese government that's communism and controls literally everything. Uh-huh. That they're slowly starting to control each and every one of these things in in Hong Kong. I wonder how many people I wonder how many in the people in Hong Kong are pro China. Do you know did you look into that at all? Like, so, in that video that I talked about, the Vox Porters, yeah. They have a graph that shows People that identify as Chinese or people that identify as Hong Kongers, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to watch when it first happened, when 1997 first happened, when they first we came back to China. People that identified as Hong Kongers was much more, much higher. And people that identified as Chinese was much lower. Yeah. But as China grew in the early 2000s, yeah. more people, it, that line crossed. More people started to identify as Chinese. Right. But then there was a switch again when the Chinese government started to control things like what they could read in Hong Kong, the TV they watched, the language they spoke, the education they were giving their children, and then ultimately controlling what people they could vote for in elections. Uh And that was the tipping point. And that's when people are like, no, this is wrong. We want the ability to vote for who we want to vote for because we've had this freedom to vote for a long time. Right. But the Chinese government is just slowly taking that away from them. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Man, but I wonder, I mean... So now more people would say they're Hong Konger, back to the graph. Right. I'm just thinking on, like, just moral principles. Like, if I was in that that scenario, you know, I mean, I think there's a lot to be said for freedom. And granted, I've lived in a free country my whole life, so who's to say? Yeah. But when you're faced with this global superpower, you know, um, 
taking you over, perhaps, or trying to take you over. And you think about, like, okay, what's going to be best for my family? What's going to be best for my kids to grow mm-hmm. up in? Yeah. That's a very tough decision. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, I think in... Uh, granted, I mean, it's communism, you know, but like, mm-hmm. if you're a wealthy person in Hong Kong, you're going to be able to keep a lot of those privileges even if China took you over. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be... Um, you're going you're gonna to maintain some of those privileges, right? It's probably the people who are poor or yeah. like middle class and below who are really going to feel those effects. Yeah. And those are wealthy. The, yeah, middle class is you know, the group that's like doing these protests. Right. These I mean, if you're wealthy, you're wealthy. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what kind of country you live in, you're wealthy and mm-hmm. you have privilege. Um, man. It's dense, man. It's dense. Wow. And But like you understand just... I, I don't know. I feel like understanding that's the beautiful thing about history is and, and your sister said it in the email she sent to us when she did the Patreon thing like history to some people seems like just memorizing facts and dates and people. Yeah. But like when you really start thinking about history and hopefully what we're able to do on this podcast is like break it down in a way that makes you understand the world and understand right. situations and people like I don't know. I, I constantly try to put myself in those people's shoes mm-hmm. and just like imagine growing up similar to how we did. Yeah. And then you have China, wherever you're at on, on China, whether you think they're the worst in the world or you <laughs> think they're the best, it doesn't matter, but it's incredibly different to what, to what you've grown up in, in right. almost every way. Oh, absolutely. And you know, their ability to just control people, news, things, information. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. And like and I said, check out that YouTube video. It's, gosh, there's some, there's some stuff. Their productivity, you know? I mean, I think China gets a lot of flack for the stuff that it does. But one thing they are is one Chinese human is the, the equivalent of two American humans as far as, like, work productivity goes. Yeah. And they a lot of that is mandated, hours, you yeah. know? But, um... <laughs> There's there's no winning at this point, you know. Like America, I don't want to go too deep, but like we just we we can't be that productive because the average American's not willing to work eighty hours a week. Yeah, we're not. You know, we're simply not willing to work that much. Yeah, Chinese are. Oh, they are. End of story. But like, do you think they're willing to work? This this is why I wanted to talk about this because I feel like it opens up so many different things. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like they're willing to, or they have to? They have to. So have that's. To. Let me give you my argument then, and relate it back to Hong Kong. I see Hong Kong as the only hope we have to avoid the Chinese just conglomerate that's very, very omniscient and mm-hmm. very pressing, you know? I mean, it's it's here. Like, China is rebuilding the Silk Highway, which is what we talked about last episode. They have roots in Africa. They have roots in the Caribbean. They're getting roots in South America, like... They have run, they're going to be owning parts of the Middle East within the next five years, if they don't already own parts of the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Like, they are expanding so much. And, you know, like, go back, going back to Hong Kong, they're building the world's largest, largest sea-crossing bridge, to, a 34-mile bridge to connect mainland China to Hong Kong, like an umbilical cord just just sucking the last bits of democracy out of that place. Right. You know, man, I mean, it's crazy. Like, look at the South China Sea. There's a ton of stuff to learn about the South China Sea and what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Like, they're slowly taking over. And I see Hong Kong as an opportunity for that to stop, if I want it or not. I don't know. Oh, boy. But, I mean, are they big enough and are they strong enough? And 
is the U.S. is our big country is going to step in and defend Hong Kong? Like, I, I don't know. That's an incredible. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. Like, you know, I, I think there's plenty of people who are asking for that, but yeah. um, uh, it's a dicey. And that's the thing. It's it's such a sticky situation, right? Because of the border there. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, like you look at like Tiananmen Square. A lot of people. I remember, like, I didn't learn what this actually was until very recently. It's, like, a very famous picture of the man standing in front of a bunch of tanks. Mm -hmm. You've seen that picture? Yeah. That was in the 1980s in China, in Beijing, people opposing communist rule. Right. And they basically murdered, like, thousands of people that were rebelling against them. The Chinese just squashed it. Right. And you have these people rebelling in Hong Kong. They haven't just shot a bunch of them, but they're, they're tear gassing them, they're... Right. It's slowly becoming more intense, and you wonder yeah. like what the breaking point is. When, like you said, it is needed for like intervention, if uh-huh. any, if possible. But yeah, it's like, and that's I guess why I, why I talked about it today. And I know it's not the most funny or interesting topic, but uh-huh. like it's important. And oh man, that's very interesting. And yeah. you know, I think I think it raises some just big like ethical questions about what should human populations be. You know, like should we be a beehive? Or an anthill, if mm-hmm. you will, um, or should we be like a wolf pack? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think there's two very distinct differences there. Like, are yeah. we going to act as individuals, and individuals have value, or are we going to be? There's the queen. These are the workers. Workers get killed. Hmm. That's an incredibly you know, but, crazy um, ethical question. Like, yeah, that's kind of the. the I mean, that's kind of the heart of the dilemma, though. I mean, yeah. that's very two very. Those are two specific species that have taken over the world. Ants. Yeah. You know, if you look at, like, what's ruling the planet, it's ants, it's termites, and it's humans. Yeah. Just volume-wise. You know, and, and which, which way yeah. are humans going to be? <laughs> yeah. No, it's and it's, yeah, like I said, and I told you before, it opens up just so many different things. And, I mean, this would be a great one. We always talk about it. But, like, let us know what you think about this. I would yeah. love to get some opinions on this. Some feedback would be great. I even, like, honestly, like, wrote more notes today than I really ever have. And this is probably the, f- the fewest times I've looked at my notes just because I have a lot of stuff on this. And it just opens up so many different cans. So yeah. let us know what you think about it. And Yeah, please do. That was great, man. That was Thanks, dude. Yeah, I mean, really there's a ton more stuff about just like the 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 current issues and i i don't know man you just i, I encourage people to watch those videos on youtube on vox because they're great and they, they they i don't know i'm a very i'm a very visual person and it's, uh-huh. this to me seems like a great way like a podcast seems like a great way to like lay the, lay the foundation for your understanding of a concept and then man when you get visual and when you get like into the real gritty details is when you really start to like understand what's going on absolutely yeah yeah but, yeah. Dude, that was great, Ryan. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah thanks, we'll dude. wrap it up. That was a doozy. Thanks, that was. For, thanks for pushing man. through, man. I'm like, I'm, I gotta relax my shoulders. I, I was like, I was on edge. We got quite a bit going on there. We had a lot. Hong Kong. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, dude. Okay, your turn. All right, my, I'm up. All right, Ryan. Well, I got a treat for you tonight. I'm glad because that was a that was a tough pill to swallow. <laughs> yeah, you know, in my topic, I'm not gonna say it's not tough. Okay. Because in a lot of ways, it's it's tough. It it, okay. it involves a lot of like pretty tough, difficult moments that oh. people face, you know, most days. Okay. Sometimes they're not tough moments, but they very they very much can be. Okay. So, <laughs> was that? A, I have no guesses. That like Good. gave me no thoughts. All right. Give so me I'm another gonna, clue. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a clue. Give me a so clue. So l- let me talk to you a little bit about routine. 
Ryan. Okay. okay. So I love a good routine. Oh, mm. dude, I am in. You know, I would not say like my whole day is super. Well, it's pretty routine. I definitely have like a. Oh God, are you routine. kidding? You're, Actually, okay, you're, you're right. such a routine. Person. <laughs> okay. All right, fine. I'm a routine person, and the more my mornings are the most routine parts of my day. Like from oh the time absolutely yeah. yeah the time that I wake up to the time that I go to work is incredibly routine. So let me just kind of walk you through my morning routine, okay? Oh my god, and that's gonna I, lead into my topic. <laughs> this is hilarious. All right, okay. So I wake up. Okay. My Amazon Alexa wakes me up. I used to have my watch wake me up, but now I have an Amazon Alexa, and she's really good at it. So she wakes me up. What does she say to you in the morning? She goes boom 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 boom. And then oh. I say, Alexa, snooze if I'm really feeling tired or hungover. But yeah. normally I just get up because I love mornings. Oh, you are. A I'm just like so pumped to actually person. get out of bed. A lot oh, of times yeah. I wake up before my alarm. It's weird. Just excited. Yeah. My coffee has been set the night before. It starts five minutes before I wake up. So I wake up That's and my beautiful. coffee is ready to go. That's amazing. So I pour a cup of coffee, sit on the couch, do a little bit of reading. And then somewhere between 20 and... Well, somewhere between like 15 and 25 minutes later after I start drinking my coffee, a very important part of my routine happens. I mean, I think I know. What? I have a question, though, first. How in the hell do you read that early in the morning? You know, I don't retain much. I was going to say, <laughs> my, brain, my brain is like at 10% but, functionality yeah. well, like Once again, it's routine. And honestly, yeah. after about like a like a good four sips of coffee, I'm pretty much as awake as I'm going to be all day. <laughs> okay. Fair. But anyways, I, I'm reading. I, I start sipping my coffee. 15, 25 minutes later, something important happens. You what go run. No, I don't go run. It's before, before I go run. Before you go run? Do you, you don't shower. No, of course I don't shower before I run. Um, I was going to say you eat cereal, but you already did a podcast No, I don't, I don't eat breakfast before I run. I don't eat food before I run. What do you do before you run? <laughs> Something you... that a lot of people probably do in their morning routine. Or evening routine, depending on what kind of person you are. I mean, I take a big old poop in the morning. Do That's you... what it is. <laughs> okay. So, you can talk about pooping? Bathroom. I'm going to talk about pooping. Wait, that's hilarious because, like, your last podcast was kind of about this along the lines, right? Was it? I mean, food. Pooping. Yeah, That was kinda. the title of the podcast. This one's not so much about pooping, but more about how we poop. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> um, but anyways, wop off the morning routine. I, I, I take a poop, you know, if oh. I don't, it's going to be trouble. I know it's going to be a tough day if I don't. Oh go God. Right in the yeah, morning. for sure. Yep. And then I go run, I come back, have a little breakfast, shower, work. And cool. it's like a, to the minute I can tell you based on how long I'm going to run for, how yeah. long, what time I'm going to be at work. Or if I do poop, I'm going to be a little early. You know, it's, oh, it's dude, I to mean, the T. How long have you been doing that though? Do you think like, how long has that been a part of your morning routine? Oh my gosh, um, I would say I've probably been about seven years on that routine. Okay, maybe eight. eight I years. feel like I've been. It's been less for me that uh, I poop that frequently as routinely in the morning. Yeah, I mean, but I'm definitely like, in the last like four. Yeah, I would say definitely at least seven, maybe eight or nine years huh. of that same routine. Oh, like dude, since I was in college, I've been that same exact routine. It's a good time there on the toilet in the morning. See, oh, for dude, me, it's great. You're, there's no way in hell I'm going to run after that because my brain is just like slowly coming into reality. Oh, I am the most awake 15 minutes after I wake up. For good sure. For you, man. So you're like trick. alive during that poop. 
Oh, I'm alive. I'm like, you know, it's exciting. You, you know what was funny is yeah. uh, <laughs> that poop, I wasn't gonna that poop wakes me up, <laughs> dude. It does. Like I'm, I'm kind of maybe a little groggy, but like after I have a good poop, I'm just like, man, I could jump off a freaking building right now and wow. fly. Good for you. So, anyways, you, you go in there <laughs> and you sit on the toilet, and that's what I, I really mostly want to talk about is this idea of toilets oh, and just okay. going to the bathroom and how that's, um. Something that, you know, is a pretty modern thing. Oh, absolutely. You know, like most people throughout most of history have yeah. just kind of had to find a place in the woods. or Oh, yeah, for sure. There's been a lot of different toilets, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, that we've had in the past. Oh, are we going to do the history of toilets? We're going to go over the history of toilets. God dang it, man. And I'm you know, excited. And I'm not going to lie. I went on a lot of different tangents cool. while I... Um, was researching this, so feel free to, to poke in at any moment. Okay. okay? But so, how I want to start? I have so many questions already. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> Let me just give you one thing, and then I'll open it up for questions. Okay. So, toilet comes from the French. French, yeah. Yep. Sure, it's yeah. toilet, which is a cloth. Okay. A toilet, I think in French, would be like toilet. Toilet is, is a small cloth, and that's a small cloth that it was draped over the shoulders of people. Okay. When they're getting their hair cut. Or in the morning when they're primping, putting on their makeup, don't okay. have their clothes dirty. I don't know how that became but toilet. Holy shit in. Toilet. I was still like, this is very random. Sorry. But yeah. toilet is a perfect example. I feel like French words, they like start the first half of the word and then they just give toilet. up. They just give up. They're like, no, nope, I'm toilet. just only going to do the first part of that word. And they're like, toilet. Oh, uh, où est le bon? Yeah, could be. That's going to go to the like, bathroom. Or yep. where's the bathroom? Où est le bon? They just give up, right? They're halfway through. They just give up. Toilet. Toilet. Where's your toilet? But that's why, like, if you say toilet in pretty much any country, they usually know what you're talking about. Yeah. But bath, or, people don't know bathroom. Or washroom. Washroom. Or washing closet. Yeah. Yeah. Wash, kind of washroom. Right. And that's where it comes from. It means wash, right? That's what you said? What? Toilet? Yeah. No, toilet means small cloth. Oh, cloth, not wash. Okay. Yeah. But, anyways. But the cloth room. <laughs> Do you guys got a cloth room? <laughs> you guys got a cloth room? So, questions. You got a question right now? I have so many. All right, go ahead. Go ahead and shoot. I mean, I feel like for most of human history, it's been a squat. Just like go out there and take a squat out there you know, in the in the world. Depends where you were. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think squatting. I mean, squatting is still common in a lot of countries. But um, That's true. That's there's tough. definitely um, yeah. a lot of established countries like Rome, Egypt, um, were sitting mm-hmm. for a long part of history. Because oh man, what an incredible. Like, just beautiful moment that we get to have sitting on the freaking toilet. Oh, yeah. You know, I've always thought Amazing moments there. I've always thought the average person could just harness the simple joy of relieving yourself every day. They'd be much happier. Like, if they could just take that moment in the bathroom, number one or number two, and just realize, wow, I am so much more relieved than I was before. Yeah. And just hold on to that as long as they could. They'd be much happier people. I'd be feeling great in there, man. You know? Feels great. I also... Oh, this is totally random. But I have this friend. His name's Ian. Ian O'Brien. I worked with him at a summer camp. And when he peed, he would push as hard as he could to go as fast as possible. Mm. And I asked him why one time. And he said, well, I figure, you know, if I save like a second every time I pee... In the whole lifetime, that'll be like days <laughs> that I've saved of my life to do things other than peeing. And I was like, ah, very fair. Which brings up the question, oh, there's very much two kinds of people. I'm on the opposite Number side Number two. That. You know, there's the people who like go in there like with a book or with a magazine <laughs> or a TV. And they're in there, you know, like 30 minutes later, they come strolling out. Or there's like the in and out in yeah. you know, a couple minutes, which I am. 
I would say I can. I there's many most times I can actually poop faster than I can let loose like a full bladder of pee. Really? Oh, easy. It's just like sit down. Well, boom, bada bing. You, you brought up peeing, and I have to say it. When <laughs> <laughs> this is like a known fact about Jared. Like if you if you're at all friends with Jared, you know this. When Jared pees. <laughs> It's literally a waterfall. Like you can hear it. Like yeah, it's a large. You're thing. in a large restroom at a movie theater, and there's like an airport, <laughs> and there's like seven, eight dudes peeing there. You can hear Jared's, and that's the only thing you can hear, other than the faucet that's also running, which is quieter than Jared's pee. <laughs> it is true. Yeah. Um, Brandy. So I understand. <laughs> yeah, Brandy's just inside right now. The first when I moved to Paige, and I was living with her. She still talked to, like, waking up dead from her sleep in the middle of the night because she thought I was peeing in her room. <laughs> but I was peeing in the bathroom, like, not even inside, you know. Yeah, so I, you know, I have a... Hilarious. Yeah, I have a very robust pee stream. But, man, you could poop quicker than you could pee. I've had... I've timed it before. That's I, I can, insane. Like, if I have, like, a, if I... You know, you can feel it. You're like, this is going to be a quick poop. Yeah. I can, I can be in and out so fast. But don't you enjoy those moments on the toilet, man? You know, I'd rather be out doing something than, than that's sitting true, on the That's true. Yeah. I feel like I'm able to compose my thoughts. To be honest with you, I poop. I'm very routine, going back to the routines. I poop in the morning, and then I'll at lunch, I'll go. I'll poop during lunch when I'm teaching. Oh, the you're kids, a two-pooper. I'm a, two, I'm a double. Do you not poop twice a day? I'm mostly like a one big one. Oh, really? If things are like getting weird in the digestive system, it'll be a few times a day, but usually just yeah. one a day. I can go two, three, honestly, sometimes, man. Yeah. Wow. Got a lot of fiber. I eat a lot of beans. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You eat a lot. But like that second poop of the day, man, like at lunch, I'm lesson planning. I'm fucking, I'm freaking. Oh, yeah. I I'm mean, freaking planning in there, man. I would say a good percentage of great ideas I've had have come while peeing or pooping. Yeah. In- including this podcast. Yeah. You know, I mean, just like, oh, you're just, you're relaxed. You're just kind of, your body's doing just, yeah. like, it's like a white noise for your, your brain. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's kind of busy, but you yeah. can think about other stuff. Yeah. There's nothing else to think about. Exactly. You do your business. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Right. Get a lot of, get a lot of stuff done in there, man. <laughs> That's right. It's a, it's a busy time. My office. <laughs> it's my office. Oh, the porcelain throne. Office. Okay. This is, uh, where, what direction are you taking this in? I'll start. You want more history stuff? Huh? Oh, I'm gonna be going. I have some more history. questions there too. Okay, I got right. some history. Yeah. Tell me, tell I, me I'm more. I'm gonna try something a little new. Okay. So what I'm gonna go over real quick is Egypt, Greece, and Rome, and their history of toilets. Okay. okay. But I'm gonna do it in one relatively fast, steady stream, and you cannot ask cool. questions until the end. Go. Okay. Boom. Egypt, wood or limestone thrones. Okay. If you were wealthy, so if you were wealthy, you might have had a limestone. "Quote unquote throne, like a kind of like a t- toilet just made out of bricks in your home. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were poor, they were public latrines. Beneath that was a sand container. Somebody each day had to, or each couple of days had to empty that sand container. There was no running water. But if you were really, really wealthy, you had a wet room, quote unquote, with a drain. So there was water you'd pour down um, the toilet, pour down the drain as you wash yourself, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Up a day. All the oh." I'm so sorry. You can't talk. I'm okay. sorry. All right. All the waste I'll either went. <laughs> all the waste from those toilets went into the river, or into the street. Egyptians, as of present, prefer the bidet toilet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Greece were one of the first people to have underground plumbing because of the steep slopes of their <laughs> countryside. Um, 
Nowadays, Greek people don't flush their toilet because they feel like it's unsanitary. Their toilet paper, sorry, and just environmentally rude. So you're in Greece, you wipe your butt, you put your toilet paper in a trash can. You don't flush your toilet paper. Rome. Communal toilets were extremely popular. So these were long wooden benches with holes in them over flowing water that flowed into the river. Um, they had a sponge on a stick called a tessorium that was used to wipe your butthole. They stored that sponge on a stick in a bucket of salt water and vinegar. So You're you not going to let me hey, say anything. Hey, hold on. Get questions later. So you go into the toilet. In that bucket, if you come up, come in the afternoon, that that tesorium has been used several times during the day. You do your business in the public latrine, sitting next to your neighbor. You wipe your butt with a stick, spongy thing, and put it back in the bucket. And that was only if you were wealthy enough and went to a nice public what? latrine. If you were poor, you had to gather some small stones and use those for toilet paper. You can now ask questions. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go with my most recent thoughts and then kind of work my way backwards. Got it. At what point genetically did humans need toilet paper? Or evolutionarily <sighs> did we... Like, look at a dog. A dog doesn't need to wipe its ass. You know, I think that goes way back. I think humans have been wiping their butts for a long time because their butts are so darn big. What? And that goes back to the running, you know, the running man theory of like our ability to run. That's the only reason you have a big butt. Big butts are good for nothing except for running. Humans mm. have been running for a long time. That booty. So <laughs> we've been wiping our butts for a long time. But think about like, sure. like how bad we are at pooping. Like, how bad do you have to be at pooping to need toilet paper? But, like, I need toilet paper every single time. Oh, you do? I yeah. mean, And that's just because of your butt cheeks. <laughs> you know, like, I always... I don't always, but I kind of wonder. You know, like when you see those people with, like, huge booties... Mm -hmm. You're like, man, they must go through a lot of toilet paper. That's fair, man. Because that's, like, that's a lot of, just a lot of area that it has to travel through in close yeah. quarters to get oh, clean. Yeah. You know? Okay. That's, that was a good answer to my question. All right. Do you want another one, or are you ready? Yeah, to go going? ahead, man. Give me another one. <laughs> okay. So, we get, we get, like, the Romans, okay. and they're using, like, publicly people are pooping just in public yeah i mean they have still some like ruins of this it's, oh, it's like close quarters like it's like sitting next to someone on a bus but you're taking a shit oh man cocaine oh i just <laughs> so here was my thought when i was looking at that i was thinking about like your son like what about your son's like just getting away from home like three or four years old yeah in the public he's like daddy I gotta go potty, and you have to walk him into one of those places and say, oh, "Yeah, owl. you gotta sit next to <laughs> to Donnie." Who the is smell, man? The smell. Oh, oh my god! Smell. Not only do the people smell, yeah. but like, oh, just like publicly, people are just doing their thing. Yeah, and all the waste just went to the river, man. Like that's oh, there's people downstream with the rivers. You know, I mean, oh, oh my people are god. using that for bathing, and it's. It's not sanitary. It's not. You know? It's not. But it's more sanitary than people, like, just pooping in the house. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's something just, like, for me, and this is just the privileged, amazing life that I live, but, like, there's something so magical about it. It's <laughs> like a solitary, just a good... A 50, solitary pooping environment. solitary poop, man. Oh, let me tell you, Jared. Oh, man. I'm reminded of it. It brings joy back to my heart. I'm in Pittsburgh at this wedding, and I'm in this nice, fancy hotel that the wedding was in. And I, like, go up a floor, 
No one's around. <laughs> I find a bathroom. It's huge. It's a huge bathroom. I'm talking four urinals, five stalls, something like that. Yeah. I go to the very end. There's not a soul in the bathroom. I take one of the best poops of my life. <laughs> Just like, list. there's music playing in the bathroom. They don't have paper towels. They have an actual towel. Man, wow. what an experience, dude. This is nice. What a treat. You know? What's what's sad is you know my pooping memories are the ones that stick out to me. They're like the really unpleasant ones. <laughs> like I got you have to oh tell. gosh I had some terrible ones. You had a recent one, didn't you? Oh, I had a terrible recent one. Yeah, I was running. This was one of those mornings I didn't poop before I ran, and I knew so. Like okay, you ask me today, and I could tell you where every single porta potty is in Page, Arizona. I kid you not. I could. Because of, this, because of running. Oh, yeah, that's fair. No, there's like three. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I knew there was one by a new house they were building on one side of town, so I ran over there. Yeah. And it's still dark, so I have my headlamp on, so I go in there, and yeah, dude, I, I go, you know, I go, go poop. It's in a porta potty. I'm happy to have a place to go. And there's no toilet paper. Oh. And it was cold, so I was torn <laughs> between sacrificing my socks, but I was like, I can't do my socks because i got to run home and get blisters. My hat, and I was like, my ears are going to freaking fall off. <laughs> so I used my gloves, and I didn't have gloves for a while. Okay. Um, but you got some new ones right there. Yeah. Wait, but... can I tell you a story? I don't know if I've told you this. I was a, I was a child. I was a mere wee lad, and my mom let me and my neighbor, and I was really close with my neighbors, Dylan, I love you, me and my neighbor Dylan went on like a bike ride, and like it was long. Like We went seven eight miles away uh-huh. like we're on an actual path and like i grew up in suburban denver but like we were out there a little yeah. bit as out there as you can get yeah and i had to poop so bad mm-hmm. and i i remember seeing this plant and they called it indian toilet paper yep and i was like okay indian toilet paper like we're gonna go for that that seems it's got toilet paper in the name yeah i'm gonna go for it so i wipe my butt with indian toilet paper Indian toilet paper is a relative of cactuses. Yep, it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wiped my butt with a cactus and then had to ride seven miles back home. <laughs> so, was just imagine that. Oh, God. On a bike seat? Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so while we're on this. <laughs> <laughs> this is an amazing okay. topic. I feel like I'm gonna, I'll get back to the, 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 the topic at some point, but I have okay. to tell you my worst poop story. <laughs> and I feel like I just have to tell it. Okay. The people deserve to hear it. And I'm going to try to make it brief. Was this so, when you were running? Of course it was when okay, I was running. Okay, cool, cool. So I was in college. I was a sophomore in college. So I was, what, 19? And um, I was I had just got a new job as a tutor mm-hmm. at a high school, Greeley yeah. West, and at a middle school nearby. So my first day of work, I go to the high school in the morning. I have an hour break. Then I go to the middle school. Mm-hmm. And I had to start tutoring at, like, 7. I didn't go run in the morning. So my plan was, okay, I'll run between tutoring sessions. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I put my running shorts on. Mm-hmm. You know, no underwear. You don't wear underwear with running shorts. Then I put my dress pants over them mm-hmm. and put my clothes on. <laughs> Toured the high school. After that's done, I go to the park. Yeah. And it's nice out. It's a spring. So I take off my pants, yeah. take off my shirt, just run in my running shorts around this park, okay? Get back to my car for my run. I'm like, oh, I got to pee. So I walk over to the porta potty that's near my car, um, just in my running shorts. I don't have my shoes on because I haven't put them on yet. Yeah, it was just kind of gross, but whatever. <laughs> and then I'm, sorry, I'm I'm peeing and I'm like, oh boy, I got a fart. <laughs> so I fart and it's not a fart. I just fill. Okay, I like 
fill my running shorts with poo. Okay? So it gets worse. You just wait. So in my head, I'm like, okay, I've been here before. I know how to handle this situation. I've been here before. Because I have. I, darn it, I have. That's a whole other podcast. So. Oh, man. I'd, so I, I know what to do. So I stay calm. I don't move much. And I reach down for the toilet paper. There's no toilet paper. Nothing. So then I have a running shorts full of crap. So I'm like gingerly trying to take these things off. Um, and there's then just poo gets everywhere in the porta potty. So I'm just like naked in this porta potty with poo all over the floor, all over my shorts, and I gotta work in like ten minutes with children. Yeah, and um, so oh, oh dear God, I forgot a, a small tidbit. I was wearing my pants over my running shorts when I went into the bathroom. So oh, you you so, had yeah, it in there. So when I take off my pants and my shorts to get the poo out, all the poo gets all over my dress pants. So I can't even go commando. So I was gonna say here, at least your dress pants. Yeah, no, they're not. So they're my, not my even dress available. pants are soiled. My running shorts are soiled. I'm naked in a porta potty, and I gotta work in ten minutes. So I have no choice but to like just ring like shake out the shorts as best as I, or the pants as best as I can, and just like put them back on. It's just terrible. And. I open the porta potty to go back to my car, and there's an old lady waiting to come inside. And there's, it's like a, like an animal got killed in there. <laughs> Carnage everywhere. So I had to drive home really fast, throw all my stuff in the wash, shower, change my clothes. I'm like three minutes late to this job. Oh, it was brutal. Man, that poor old lady. Yeah, man, it was rough. She's going to hear this one day. And she's gonna be upset. She is. Hopefully, she's listening. So, anyways, okay, we gotta get away from the poop stories. An amazing side segment. Thank you so much. Unfortunately, I didn't go into porta potties too much, but I am gonna talk about outhouses. <laughs> okay, a little bit. So, outhouses are actually pretty recent. Okay, only about five hundred years ago. Yeah, the, when pri- got... the privacy ha- the privacy part of pooping has to be recent. Yeah, right. And, and I mean, and that was more just like sanitary. Like in rural America, people needed a poop away from home yeah. especially they had a family poop on the go <laughs> right so they so they um so they build outhouses and what's funny is around this same time was when toilets were invented mm-hmm. when outhouses became popular toilets were invented initially people were like oh those toilets those are gross mm-hmm. i don't want to poop inside my home i want an outhouse yeah so it actually took a while for toilets to catch on yeah um <laughs> there's something about pooping outside right <laughs> it's nice and a little known tidbit about eleanor roosevelt yeah. husband of fdr right <laughs> um she oh, took a mean the poop. wife the wife of fdr <laughs> wait what no, did she say the husband <laughs> she's the wife she took the man poops in the family <laughs> she did no but she actually saw a problem with these rural outhouses just like dilapidated falling apart so she actually started a the Works Progress Administration, and their job was to replace dilapidated outhouses in rural rural America, and she replaced over two million outhouses. Wow. Two million. That's great. So some people call their outhouse the Eleanor, and that's why, because she came through and was like, "Oh sure, we'll give you a new one." I mean, she probably wasn't there, but they did it. That's amazing. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Man. Okay. You, sometimes you got to poop when you're out there. You just got to poop. I love yeah. outhouses. Thanks, Ellen. My Ellen uncle has a great outhouse, and it's like kind of settling backwards, so you're kind of reclined. Dude, I love a good outhouse, man. It's just It's the solitary vibes that I'm They're looking nice. for, man. Yeah. And you got some good magazines in there. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, like, nothing like flipping through a Playboy in the outhouse. Oh, God. What am I looking at? There's poo all over it. <laughs> That's not poo. <laughs> 
Oh, ridiculous, man. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. I got to grind through this. Okay. Flush toilets. Yes. 1896. Um, wow. The godson of Queen Elizabeth I, his name was Sir John Harrington, was the first person to have a flush toilet in his home. God, the luxury. Oh, the luxury. And get this. One flush used seven and a half gallons of water. <laughs> So there's like a tub That's on the floor above. Like, oh, it's yeah. like he like pooped in a bathtub. So, <laughs> no, it was like a toilet, but it required a ton of water to flush it. Okay. Now it's like a half a gallon, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, in 1775, this is when the first patent came on the flush toilets, and that was to Alexander Cumming. Mm. And he was the man. Isn't Cumming like a toilet brand now? Probably. I think it is, actually. Is it? I don't know. Uh, I don't know, know my toilets. Yeah, probably. I don't know my toilets. <laughs> but you don't know your toilets, man? I mean, I know, like, Kohler, and I know, like, um, what's the other ones? Oh, God, I feel like... There's a B one. Yeah, there is a B one. Bemis? <laughs> Bemis? I feel Bemis. like... God, I feel like I can name some toilets. I'm upset with myself that I can't. Kohler's a big good one. Bemis? Um, anyways, okay, we're going to move on Keep from going. that. All of those use one of his patented styles, which was the S-shaped tube leaving the toilet. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, So basically that tube, water flows through it, and water catches in that S-turn so it doesn't stink like hell. Yeah. Because if if that tube is empty, you just smell all the crap in the sewer. So that was like a huge invention because toilets didn't stink anymore. I mean, they stink after you go, of course. (laughs) But um, you're not smelling that stink from like the next day. That's good. So that's important. Um, <laughs> That's important. And then a hundred years later in England, Thomas Crapper made a <laughs> no line. Way. You didn't know this? His name was Thomas Crapper. Oh, I can't believe you hadn't heard of that. No. Oh, no. Yeah, that's why people, Americans say crap was like during the wars, um, you know. Shut up. They went over to England. They went over to England and they saw <laughs> this Thomas Crapper. Like, Crapper was every toilet was a crapper. So they say, oh, I'm going to go take a crap. And that's why we say crap. Shut the hell up. That's I'm, not real. No, wow, I'm it's because of a totally dude. Totally serious. Thomas Crapper. Thomas Crapper. He's the okay. one who, like, first, he was basically, like, the the apple, if you will, of technology. <laughs> like, he didn't invent it. He didn't invent anything. He just really broadcasted it to the mainstream. Wow. Yeah. The apple of toilets. <laughs> he's, he's the apple of toilets. The Steve Jobs of the, toilets. He is a Steve. That's a great way of looking at it. Steve I bet he made just as much money as Steve Jobs did in his time. Maybe equivalent. <laughs> you know, toilets are cheaper than iPhones. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> okay. So now we got to get to something important that I alluded to in Egypt was that modern Egyptians um, prefer the bidet. Yeah. And bidet is something that's, ooh, that's a touchy subject. Oh, I don't like a bidet. I've man. used a bidet, actually, I've used a few bidets because I worked in France. But um, one of the first ones I used was actually in Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, we were seeing at Caesar's Palace and they had a bidet. And it was, oh, you just feel, I remember I felt so vulnerable. You know, like I'm just down there, <laughs> I'm like sitting there with my pants down, and there's a little lever next to me. Yeah. And I know what it's going to do. And it's, oh, it's just so vulnerable. Oof. But. But days are actually incredibly, incredibly like sanitary and yeah. helpful. So if you don't know, a bidet is basically a, a bathroom <laughs> appliance. Okay, it's a spray nozzle either mounted on a toilet or just above the rim of the toilet. Yeah. And its purpose is to this is from like the actual definition to spray the genitals, the buttocks, the anus, and the perineum. You know what the perineum is? 
It's the space right between your genitals the and your butthole. Yeah, the gooch. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the gooch. I was going to say the gooch. It is the gooch. I wasn't sure. But it's perennium. We're going to be <laughs> PC here. So the, ba- the bidet's job is okay. basically to spray all that stuff down. Yeah. So it's useful not only if you're pooping, but if you had a long ride on a horse and you're just really sweaty and gross down there, yeah. oh, the is really helpful for that. Dude. Or if you're biking, you know, yes. long down the bike, like a bidet just really cleans stuff out. And it is Man. much more sanitary than just toilet paper. Yeah. So, like, things like hemorrhoids um, and other um, just, like, rashes and stuff, countries that use bidets have much lower rates of those things than yeah. just toilet paper. I'm so sure it's you're, actually, you're probably cleaning it out so much better. You're cleaning out so it's much better. the vulnerability. Better. You're right. Right, and you know a lot of water sprayed up my butt. And one theory, yeah, one theory about why Americans don't like bidets is just the toilet paper industry like suppressing it. Because if you have a bidet, technically you don't need toilet paper. I feel like so I still use toilet paper. Though. It's more environmentally friendly. Yeah, it is. You know, but um, it could just make toilet paper irrelevant. Yeah, it really could. Dude, what's Charmin gonna do? Are you kidding? Dude, they'd be they'd be hosts. Charmin Ultra Soft with those bears? Yeah. If they're gone, I'm gone. Right. <laughs> Easily. But they're <laughs> But they're becoming more popular. And like even Americans are, you know, starting to like bidets more. I feel like I feel like if my butt's wet, I'm gonna have to dab it with a towel. Or you a... would. You know, you'd have still have to mop up a little bit. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be moist. It's a little squeegee in here and there. Right. But like if you're okay. gonna if you're gonna wash your car are you going to go out there with a dry rag and scrub it clean? Or are you going to just spray it down with a hose and then wipe it clean? Yeah, you're right. You know, it's 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 common sense. <laughs> I don't have a bidet, but I'm tempted to get out. Sounds one. like you want one. <laughs> oh, I just, man, it's like, I, uh, I do not like them. Just because it's just a... It's an I'm intense not, experience. I'm not in control. <laughs> you know, you're like, right. That's it's absolutely stream, about control. That's absolutely about control. Could be pumping out at a thousand psi and just completely erase my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, I don't know when I pull that lever, what's going to happen, dude. No, it. It's uh, honestly, this made me think of the new Rick and Morty season. I'm a huge Rick and Morty fan. Uh-huh. It's amazing for a lot of reasons. I won't go into it. <laughs> but Rick, in one of the episodes, one of the main characters, he makes an entire planet for a toilet. And he has all this like incredible technology going just to preserve his like solemn poop, basically. What? And yeah, it's an amazing episode. It's beautiful. <laughs> like and it talks about so many things. It's amazing. But there's a line in there, it's like, this is your one thing that you can control, or your one, I don't know, the world is so complex, yeah. but, like, people want to control their poop, and, you know, like, they that's do. that's a thing, like... That's one of the most private things we do. Exactly. Yeah. You want you want yeah. to hold on to that. Right. And a lot of people take it for granted, you know? Like, I yeah. would say the average person has not pooped next to somebody ever. I'm You're trying right. to think if I've ever, like, pooped next to somebody. No way. I don't think so. There might have been a time or two. Would that would that bugger even come out of there? <laughs> bugger? That bugger. That, oh, that bugger. That turd. Yeah, true. That I feel like nugget. stage fright is really real when it comes to number two. Oh, yeah, man. Even when you're peeing sometimes, you're like, ooh, somebody's yeah. peeing next to me. I got to <laughs> summon some courage here. To... <laughs> hey, Abdul. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, friend? <laughs> you're uh, just like sizing yeah. up to the urinal. You're like, oh. Man, go. that's something that people don't think about, girls especially. You don't know what it's like pulling up to a urinal. <laughs> <laughs> Just saddling up. <laughs> and you, gotta, you know, it, it's like a... Or a latrine. It's a whole other 
a trough. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I like to, you know what's kind of funny to do sometimes? What? To so say you got like uh, five toilets. Okay. Like a five, five urinals. A five holer. Like a five, <laughs> a five hole urinal complex in the bathroom. Okay. And you got one person on either end. You know, like the logical choice is to go yeah. to the middle. Right. You're by yourself. Yeah. But just walk up right beside somebody else and just start peeing. Oh, yeah. You know, just do your business. Don't say nothing. That's a statement. That's a power statement. Oh, for sure. I guarantee you, if you run into that person, yeah. like, and you're both trying to get a paper towel at the same time, yeah. you'll get the paper towel. <laughs> this is something that men think about all the time. <laughs> oh, dude, and it's just like like when you see the people who are, like, sideways in the urinal. Oh, yeah. Know? I always glance at them, like, huh. Oh, dude, the urinal walk-up is, is a whole other thing. <laughs> it is. Just, like, when midstream, what are you doing midstream? Are you focused? Are you staring down? Where's your head? Is your head down? Not- I feel like I look down when I start to make sure things are going right. And then yeah. after that, I'm kind of just like looking straight ahead. Dude, but sometimes like... Nice watch. As a young, I say that. As a, <laughs> as a young lad, though, like oh, I'm going up there. I'm saddling in. I'm like, I'm, I'm staring straight down. You're probably leaning on the... Oh, you're leaning. But then you like look next to you and like this dude right here is like, he's been around the kicker for a while. He's like... He's in his forties. He's, he's like pushed. a foot and a half back. He's put. Oh yeah, he's he's a foot and a half back. He's on the phone. He's arcing it in. <laughs> Dude, Dirk Nowitzki just like step back. Like he's pulling moves. Like he's on his phone doing his taxes. Are you kidding? Like, and then there's me like midstream, like dead set, like making sure I do what I need to do there. Yeah, it's a God. It's a minute. It's an experience. All right. Well, we need to cut this off. But I got to end this with one thing. Ask okay. the urinals and pooping. Okay. Um, never forget one time, I was at I think it was like Cospanita, Colorado. <laughs> okay. And I walk into the bathroom, oh, and I'm like in God. high school. And this is I. There's a small boy. Yeah. He has his pants down, and he's pooping in the urinal. Oh. He had no idea. He thought it was just like a kitty toilet, you know, Man. smaller size for him. Poor guy. But just genuine confusion. Yeah. His dad never showed him. That's not where you poop. The expectations in the bathroom are always tough. And who had to, do, who had to take that out? <laughs> oh, sad. Why do people always spit their gum in there? That makes me I so know. sad, too. I'm like, somebody has to pick that up. Yeah. Where do people... Do people just think that just goes away? <laughs> It'll just disappear. <laughs> Maybe a little rude. <laughs> oh, dude, there's so many. I just have so many thoughts. <laughs> Still, we can just keep going, man. This is by far the the longest story we've had. This was this a we doozy. Didn't, I feel like I didn't really tell that much information, but it's an, relevant. An upper decker, if you will. <laughs> oh, an upper decker. <laughs> Chuck, that's for you. <laughs> Chuck is the king of upper deckers. Oh man, <laughs> just like the shenanigans. Okay, here's one more thing. Did you say anything about this? Like when you're in a restaurant in America. <laughs> restaurant proprietors go to extensive lengths to make the bathroom sign seem fancy. Like, if you're in a, a normal restaurant, it just says men and women. 
Yeah. But if you're in a fancy restaurant, they have yeah. some fancy shenanigans to they say, do. like, what's man and what's woman. Even pictures. Oh, pictures. Yeah. If you're in a Mexican restaurant, it's like a guy with a trumpet or a girl salsa dancing, and you have to, like, decipher which one you're supposed to go in. Yeah. But, like, if you're not culturally aware of what's going on here, like, how are you supposed to know? No, we don't know at all. I mean, at Stay 48 here in Page, there's yeah. a cock and there's a, what's the girl's? There's a, it's a, a cat. rooster and it's a cat. cat. Yeah. Like, who, who would know that? I mean, I, I would bet so many people walk into the wrong one. Maybe that's the game, I guess. Yeah, pretty soon <laughs> you got a girl pooping in the urinal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. This is great. Okay. All right. Do you have anything else? I think that's it. Did you clean your tank out? (laughs) I am cleaned out. I'm going to go use a tesorium. Well, good, because I have to pee so bad. All right. This was such a. Dude, wow. (laughs) A real doozy. Yeah, thanks, man. You really came in, you dropped the kids off at the pool, (laughs) and you took her head off. Oh, gosh. This one might clog the toilet. (laughs) It might be hard to flush this one. Stop, stop. What a gem. All right. Ugh. We're going to clean this bad boy up. We're going to do some wiping. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Just <laughs> Whew. Oh, my. All right. We had to take a minute. Yeah. Ryan relieved himself. I did. I had to pee really bad. <laughs> you did. I, 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 I like kind of have to to poo, but yeah, I, I think that's more just mental. I feel like you're just going to save it for the morning anyway. I'm just going to save it. It, yeah. it works better that way. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to bed and I kind of have to go, I just save it. Oh, just save it. Do you want to know what I hate? I'm. We're going back to that. <laughs> Do you want to know what I hate? This is, like, oh, the worst. Is like, you shower. Like, you have, sorry, you have to poop. And then you uh-huh. shower. And then you still have to poop. Dude, the after shower poops. Ugh. Well, yeah, you're still the kinda, worst, you're, you're, man. <clears throat> your skin's all clammy and damp. <laughs> you sit on the toilet and you're kind of sliding around. Like, <laughs> I remember I remember as a kid, like, pooping. I had to get out of the shower to poop. <clears throat> And I'm just, like, sitting on an ice rink, you know, just, like, sliding all over the place, soaking wet, and then I'm getting cold, and I'm trying to, oh, God, terrible. Dude, you thought we were done talking about pooping. Yeah, me too. Or the ghost poop. Have you ever had a ghost poop? What is that? So that's where you poop, Oh, and, and you it hear just a splash, and you look down, and there's nothing there. It's just gone, yeah. Nothing. Where do they go? <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've been wondering that for a long time. <laughs> This has been a great episode. <laughs> this has. Man, you guys, years. you guys got both sides of the coin there. You know, you got Hong Kong and you got toilets. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we we try to play both of those cards. We try, yeah. to, we try to play the history. Uh-huh. We try to play the, the funny. And just so they know, Hong Kong, they do use toilets in Hong Kong, right? That's true. That's correct. So true. they do, they are somewhat related. Yep. They connect yeah. in a bowel movement way, as we all do. Don't we? Yeah, I mean, you know, Hong Kong is just going through one giant bowel movement. Yeah. We'll see how they end up on the other side. We're not sure what's going to come out. I really hope it's not bloody. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're not wrong. You set me up for that one. You lobbed it right there. I just had They did, but, you know, next time you're going through that daily duty or multi-daily or once... Every few daily duty, just yeah. think about how lucky you are. And you are relish, lucky. just relish that moment of yeah. peace. Yeah, exactly. Enjoy that moment. Enjoy it. And just harness onto that joy. All and day. while you're, this is actually an interesting question. What percentage of people are on their phone while they're pooping? 
Ooh, you know, I try not to. Really? Just because I feel like it's kind of dirty. Like, there's uh, poo particles floating around. My hands are clean. Like, my, my butthole's open. <laughs> do you think the germs from your butthole are going to get on your phone? They do. There's a test about that. Like, if you like how close you keep your toothbrush to the toilet and how much poo particles get on it. Oh. And if your phone's right there, you're just holding on to a turd. <laughs> <laughs> well... All right, we got to get off. The I guess poop. my my thought and my connection, my my bridge out of this <laughs> poopness is while you're pooping, think about how lucky you are, and then also hit us with all the plugs, Jared. While you're pooping, you know, take out your phone. Take out your phone. You can send us an email at volleysofhistory at gmail dot com. Yes, you, you can. You can see us on Spotify. Volleys of History. The Volleys of History. Or both. Just type them both in, and I'm sure it'll come up. They could look on Facebook. You can look on Facebook. We're on there. We're trying to do better with the social media things. And then, while you're also on your phone, you can be like, oh, what's what's this new stuff? Which is coming soon. It's going to be like an Instagram. Yeah. And, and we're going to get on that Insta. We're going to be on Insta. And we're maybe going to make video more videos for you. We might make more videos on the YouTube. On the tube. Yes. Yeah. And we actually have one video, which we're going to talk about. <laughs> and it's great. It's actually like, I think it's funny. Yeah. And this is for you people who, you know, you like our podcast and you might want to donate a little bit. Maybe it's a dollar a month. Yeah. Maybe a dollar. Maybe it's three. Maybe it's five. Whatever. Yeah. We don't, we, we love you no matter what. We Even do love you no matter Donate. What. But when you do that, you will get a special treat. It is special. It's a video me and Ryan made. Minute long, maybe? Probably. It's a thank you video. It's a thank you video, but it's a real gem. But it's a gem. We worked hard on it, and we have had nothing but positive feedback. I think, just to quote one of our Patreons, it was the funniest video they saw all year. Yes. And it's January 23rd, so I mean, that's something. That's 23 days. (laughs) (laughs) You'll laugh. You'll get to see us a little better. You'll see our pets. Yeah. Our private lives. (laughs) <laughs> and some topics that we talked about today. That's true, actually. I didn't think yeah. about that. And you'll get to see the podcast booth, which is a prized item outside here in the back of my house. Absolutely. So so communicate with us. If you want to donate, we'd love to have you on pra- Patreon. Yeah. Um, and we just thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. And keep sharing. Keep plugging. We're getting we're getting the numbers there. And yeah. We're, we're getting on more stuff. Mm-hmm. Growing up, we've got a lot of... we got a business week next week. We do. we are got to get some business stuff done. we are going to get some business done. Mm-hmm. So be looking out for that. And we appreciate all the support. We appreciate you listening. Um, I think that's about all I Tell got. us about your most recent poop. Yeah, tell us. We'd love to hear. <laughs> and while you're pooping, just think about Hong Kong. And mm-hmm. tell me what you think about that. Yeah, there's people pooping in Hong Kong, but have a lot more intense thoughts than you probably do right now. While you're pooping, that's true. Yeah. Cool. All right, volleyers. Yeah, I mean, just like, just volley it out of here. (laughs) Just whack that ball right out of here. (laughs) I'm going to smash it out. Just really, just give it a good crush, like right out of here. Volleyers, thank you for listening. This is Jared. And this is Ryan. And this is the Volleys of History. Adios.